What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, a TV host by day, Healthy is Hot founder by night, and health and life coach in between. Also, I'm a big fan of sweatpants and a nice glass of red wine. And from hashtag to movement, we here at Healthy's Hop believing that loving all sides of you is what is healthy. And let's be real, healthy is hot. In this podcast, we invite you to join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals who are living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, just a heads up, we don't really hold back, so there might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed here, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. And today's podcast episode is brought to you by Schmitz, really natural, really works. Oh yeah, we're talking about natural deodorant. Schmitz is really trying to combat stigma around natural deodorant really working. This idea of FOBO, fear of body odor. Here to talk to me about FOBO and Schmitz and mental health and dancing with the stars and the bachelorette and her dogs and wine and scrunchies. Can you guess who I'm talking about? I am talking about the one and only Caitlin Bristow, who is a fantastic, incredible Canadian woman out there trailblazing in so many different industries. Um, She's from Alberta, if you didn't know, and now she's on a global stage. Um, She had big dreams when she was young in her ballet shoes, and we have since seen her do so many fantastic things, most recently winning the Mirror Ball on Dancing with the Stars. So you know we talk about that um, and what that was like getting fit and mentally fit for that. Look, I could go on forever with this intro, but I think it's time I pass the mic to Caitlin, and uh, you can Let's be honest, you guys know I love to talk about taboo subjects, and body odor is one of them, and it shouldn't be. So thank you, Schmitz, for making this possible. All right, let's get into it, shall we? I'll be honest, I was hoping that one day you and I would get to cross paths and Yay. talk, because you are just killing it. It's it's always so amazing to see a Canadian just doing her thing. Like, I love supporting thank women. Thank you. I love supporting, like, Canadian women, but it seems like for you from day one when you kind of got into the public eye, you've always stayed so authentic and so you. And like, it, I think you. that's why people really kind of love following your journey. And this latest thing, talking about body odor, like, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm here for it because it's a subject that's still a bit taboo. And I love talking taboo subjects. Like on this podcast, we've talked periods, we've talked poop, uh, like, yes. you name it. I'm like, I want to talk about it. Right up my alley, girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, before we get into anything, and this is like a big question, because we have been living through some difficult times. Like, how are you doing? Like, I know that you experienced COVID firsthand. You're out of it. Like, how are you overall? Uh, It depends on the day. I always uh, joke, but no, I'm serious. Uh, It depends on the day. I think some days I'm super positive and I'm just so grateful because I'm still able to do all the things I love from home. Um, And then other days I get really down deal with anxiety because I haven't seen family and that's just so heartbreaking to me. I'm so close with my family. Um, and so not seeing them for this amount of time, it just, you know, 
it makes you realize how much they're important to you. I always knew, but you know, this puts it into perspective. Yeah. And especially because before the world kind of forced us to slow down, I don't know about you, but everything was happening really fast. Like it was, Mm -hmm. you go from one thing to the next, you know, you carve out time now and then to FaceTime family, you make sure you call for birthdays, you see them when you can. But I know for me, at least I was really just going too fast and didn't realize how close I was to burning out all the time until I was forced to slow down. So I know for you, you've kind of been nonstop for a long time. But has it been kind of nice to slow down? And how has it really put things into perspective? Oh, my gosh, that's like the number one word I keep using through all of this is perspective, because it really has, like you said, it's given me a different um, outlook on, you know, prioritizing people and um, quality time and slowing down. And that was something I totally am on the same page as you. I needed to slow down. I I knew I was about to burn out. Uh, So people don't really realize how fast they're going. I did. I was like, oh my gosh, if I keep going, I'm going to crash and burn. And I knew I was on my way there. So uh, as devastating as the pandemic was and how it affected so many people, it was, if you're going to look at silver linings, there Mm -hmm. there was some positives to take away from it for one, slowing down, um, prioritizing things, having a different perspective on what's important. And it actually really surprisingly helped my mental health. Um, of course, days I will still struggle with depression and anxiety, but this actually has helped me just from slowing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned depression, anxiety. These are things that, you know, if you experience it, you might experience it for a period of your life or you might yeah. experience it your entire life. Yeah. And every experience is valid and your feelings and your it's just, you know, like sometimes I get frustrated when people talk about this. They're like, oh, but you're not an anxious person. Like you're in front of the camera all the time. Right. And like, okay, sure. You're anxious. And it's like, no, 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 let's not like, let's not make it. Some- if someone is saying that, if someone is using those words, like we yeah, you can't believe each it. other. Yeah. 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 And I think and so- everyone suffers from it in some way. It's just mm-hmm. on obviously different scales, but I do think everyone like Jason, not an anxious person. He's very overall happy, but he still can experience anxiety or low points because he's a human being. Yeah. And as human beings, like we, we're not bionic, like we're going to have days. And I think that's why it's really cool. Just how you answered the first, like, how are you question? Like some days are good and some days are rough. Like I know for me in lockdown, there's been days where I'm like, I got this. Today's the day where I clean out the junk drawer. Yeah. I'm going to do cool things. I'm going to call friends. I'm going to do all the things. And then yeah. there's days where I'm like, you know, I think I just need to stay in bed today and yeah. maybe stay in my pajamas. And like, if I like, you know, if I have cereal in bed, that's okay too. And like, I think that's okay it is for okay. us to normalize that. 1000%. I am... I am like the biggest advocate for listening to your body and what does your body need without feeling guilty. If you want to lay in bed and you don't have anything to do, lay in bed, eat cereal in bed, sleep, do something without feeling guilty because you're listening to your body. And it's just so important to do that without that guilt attached to it. For you, when you do have those days that are a little bit harder, your mental health is like knocking at the door and saying, Hey, Caitlin, today, I think you got to pay attention to me a little bit more. What kind of tools do you have in your toolbox that help you on those more difficult days? Yeah, I, oh my gosh, I've, 
I've got a lot of tools in the old toolbox because I, one of the, one of the most important things that I've done for myself in life to take care of my mental health is go to a therapist and is to dive into where my anxiety stems from, um, why I am, why I respond to things the way I do. There's so many things and, and ways I've, I've had to learn about myself and therapy has definitely been one of them. And something that I really learned in therapy was I, uh, was never really taught to cope with things because my parents were so, the most loving. I mean, my childhood, I, I think of it all the time. I'm like, I was so lucky and they loved me so much and they wanted to protect me. And I, I think along the way, I didn't really learn proper coping skills. Mm-hmm. So I've had to really work on that lately over the last probably seven or so years I've been working on that. And that's definitely helped me um, in the toolbox is to, for, to work on my coping skills. So I think I wouldn't have learned that without going to therapy. So I think having my therapist um, available on zoom, or, you know, there's talk space out there available for texting therapists. I think it's important to find out the root of, of your anxiety and certain things. Um, But also I'm just, I'm a big believer in meditation. I think I've done that for a few years now. And over the years, I've noticed how much that makes a difference in my life. Um, As simple and cheesy as it sounds gratitude. I have a five minute gratitude journal I do every morning and I can't believe the shift it's made in my everyday life, just starting the day off with what I'm grateful for. Um, And then I think just like surrounding yourself with people that ground you um, who are able to listen and talk you through certain things, whether that's family or friends or your partner. I think it's just being able to have people you can rely on. Mm -hmm. And the gratitude thing is, is super important. I, one of the things I did last year during lockdown, um, I ended up going and doing an online search to become a health and a life coach. And they had this whole module on the importance of gratitude. And before that I was like, yeah, cool. Like be grateful. Of course it's good for you. And then you kind of dive into it and there's, so much science and so much research that backs it up. And then you hear like your experience where it's made a really powerful shift. And at surface level, it does kind of sound cheesy. It's like, okay, yeah, start every day writing in your gratitude journal. Like it's going to make a difference, but it does. Like anyone who's listening is like, okay, yeah, cool guys. Right. in your journal, but it does like give it a chance. I used to be that same person. I used to be like, okay, I'll just write some things and I'm going to be happy now. Like, you know, it's not going to completely change who you are as a person. Uh, but it's definitely going to help you approach your day much differently and on a more positive note. And if you practice that every day, it really does shift something in you. If we were to open up your, your five minute journal today, what would be something that'd be in there? <laughs> Sometimes it's so funny. Cause it's like, I'm thankful for, and it'll just be like, I don't know, like my dog, something so simple. <laughs> and then other days I'm feeling much deeper and I'm like, so grateful for, you know, opportunities and low points in my life that I've been through that have gotten me to where I am today. And sometimes I will be grateful for like rock bottom or hard times because I truly believe that's what has made me so much stronger over all the years. So it's anywhere from dogs to like (laughs) rock bottom, (laughs) you know, just, just the whole spectrum of life. (laughs) That's me in a nutshell. I'm either here or I'm here. You're either like killing it on a dance floor, super effing fit (laughs) Or you're drinking wine and having that chats with some people. Yeah. Or I'm crying into a wine bottle. It's either or. Yeah. (laughs) You know, just like, I quickly want to touch on, obviously, congratulations on Dancing with the Stars. From like a physical fitness kind of perspective, what the, like, oh my, I can't even imagine how 
physically and mentally demanding that was, and you did it and you showed up. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that because I, I didn't even really realize I've had friends that have gone on and they're like, Caitlin, it is hell. Like you are absolutely destroying your bodies for seven hours a day, seven days a week. Like you don't get days off. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to be like really in shape when I go and I've danced before, like whatever. And getting there and doing that, I was, and you're right, mentally exhausted too, because Artem and I had such a great partnership where he really, he really held me accountable for certain things. He was really like, um, he's very demanding and strict and, um, he, he doesn't like to use Russian as an excuse, but he, it really is how he was trained his whole life Mm -hmm. in dance was by a Russian teacher who it was, it was kind of like, why are you crying? Like, there's no time for feelings because we have to work, but really I needed that because, it made me just like brush things off, work harder, be more, I don't know. I I just felt more present in everything Mm -hmm. because I was just so aware of what my body was capable of doing. And just, I can, I like thank my body every day now for what it went through because I had rib injuries. I had an ankle injury. I was just so sore and tired at all times. Like I swear my ribs just started feeling better. Like a week (laughs) ago, (laughs) it was wild. Um, so yeah, that was, it was definitely demanding physically, emotionally in all the ways, you know, you kind of pour your all into something. You reach this awesome level of like pride and accomplishment and physical fitness and like toughness and like resiliency as well. I imagine, mm-hmm. cause I can only imagine how difficult it is to have that many eyeballs on you all the time while you're like yeah. dancing your life out. Yeah. What are you going to take from that experience? And did it impact you in any way with regards to your relationship with food and with fitness? Like what are some things you're going to be taking with you? In all honesty, I was just so proud of my body. I think a lot of people um, and women struggle with, you know, certain body image issues or the comparison thing on Instagram Mm -hmm. and all of those things. And I really I really actually thought it would be very triggering for me to be back in a dance studio because I grew up in a dance studio and I remember comparing my body to the other girls in the mirror every day and having my own dysmorphia and insecurities. And I was really proud of myself during that because what I took away from it was that it was, I was just so proud of how strong my body was, what it could do for me. And it made me just appreciate what it was more. I wasn't thinking about like, of course I want to put good nutritious food into my body, but I wasn't worried. I was just like, food is fuel. You got to use it as nutrition and what's going to make you feel good and strong. And I think just like, like you said, resiliency, like I always, actually it took me some, some practice and time to think of myself as resilient, but over the years I have realized just how resilient (laughs) I am with so many different things. And that was another takeaway from it for me. Um, well, whether you're dancing or playing with the dogs or just living life, something that happens to everybody, especially me, it feels like, like I am a very sweaty person and same things like it's just, I'm not one of those like people that can like go to the gym with a group of gals and like, just go to brunch after back in the day when we could actually do that. Kind <laughs> I of thing. Like I'm, I'm red in the face for hours same. And I'm soaking wet. Yeah. Same. But I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I thought I find it cleansing. <laughs> get out of me. Obviously, you don't need to be in my yeah. body. Like, goodbye. That's how I feel after a good poop. I'm like, get out. Right. I don't need you. Yeah, get out. I'm a new woman. <laughs> that was my super smooth, um, not awkward at all segue to your new partnership. Because <laughs> I was just like thinking about like, I mean, deodorant is such a... Uh, 
I don't know, like I need it because uh, because I'm so sweaty. I have serious fear of smelling all the time. And I think we all have like very vivid memories of times where maybe we forgot deodorant or like maybe the deodorant didn't work. And then we're like out in public or maybe you're in high school and you're at school and you just like are keeping your arms like glued to your torso and you're like, please don't smell. Please don't smell. No one asked me to raise my hand because I'm so embarrassed. But like body odor is just a thing guys, but there's things out there that can help us smell decent. Yeah, it's true. It's so funny that you said the fear, like, because that is a real thing. We like to call it FOBO. It's fear of body odor. And I hygiene is, I mean, it's, it's part of how you present yourself. Hygiene is, it's important to people. And I know that like, it's important to me. And I believe it, it has to do again with how you present yourself, your confidence. It's obviously, it's one of my top self-care items that I use. And it makes sense because I love facts. <laughs> so the 94% of women say their body scent is important to them. And it makes sense that 69% of people only buy traditional deodorant because they have no doubts that it actually works. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years ago, I remember I was talking about it on Instagram and in my podcast. I really wanted to make the switch to a more natural deodorant. And I definitely suffered from FOBO, uh, fear of body odor again, while trying a, a bunch of different varieties of natural deodorants. Um, so once I landed on Schmitz, I, it actually like th- that fear d- disappeared and it actually works for a full 24 hours, which is nice because I used to, you know, carry around deodorant in the purse. You always had to reapply and to have the confidence that it's 24 hours was really nice for me. Um, so yeah, I was, it's, it's important. It's something we should all talk about the same thing as we should all talk about what you said, (laughs) body, body odor, body bowel movements, periods, like things we should not be ashamed of talking about. Yeah. It's like weird. It's like, I'm really passionate about like liquids and things that come out of your body. Me too, because it's relatable. (laughs) Okay, but this is the thing. Like, I feel like as I get older, I'm 32 now. Um, I'm either going 32 on 16 or 32 going on 84. Really depends on the day. Same. Yes. But I feel like I'm more cognizant and I try to make better choices for my body because I'm I'm already feeling like I'm starting to feel like aches and pains in places and I want to have good energy and like I'd like my, yeah. my skin to stay upright. So I'm really making an effort to buy beauty products that work. Mm -hmm. but are also not horrible for me. I try to eat nutritious food. Like you said, food is fuel, although I do love a good treat night. But the deodorant thing was a switch that I had kind of been pushing off. But then as I started kind of opening my eyes to it, I I realized how bad like traditional deodorants are. Like Mm -hmm. things like aluminum and propylene glycol and parabens and phthalates and artificial fragrances. and It it goes on On and and on and on. Yeah. I'm like, I'm putting this on every day, every day, sometimes twice a day. Yeah, that's, I know it is kind of, I was the exact same way. Like I now really understand the importance of what I'm eating, how I'm taking care of my wellness, what's going into my body. I think we all put a lot of products in our bodies. So I, that's why I was so happy with Schmitz because they do take account into what's going into their deodorant, what's going into our bodies. Their products are free of all those nasty ingredients that you spoke of. they're just, they're certified vegan, cruelty-free, um, made with natural derived ingredients, like um, essential oils for the smell. And there's, they've got stuff for sensitive skin and just like naturally derived ingredients that are certified by EcoCert. And I'm a crazy animal lover too. So when it's like cruelty-free and vegan, I'm like, oh, which like, 
this shit should be like theater. It shouldn't be like, like cruelty free should just be something that like we should assume unless otherwise said like what is happening in the, in the random industries that are just like, no, I I have such a hard time talking about it because it makes me very angry. I know it should be illegal. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I did want to talk about the ingredients though, because usually when you pick stuff up, especially beauty products, you look at the back and the list of ingredients is wild and you don't recognize any of them. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of coconut oil for many reasons, but I thought it was pretty cool that coconut oil is one of the things that I, when I was putting it on today before my run, because I feel like I have to try stuff. Like I don't, I hate just talking out of my ass. I'm the same way. Like I can't do it. I'm like, uh, I'm going to need to try it if you want, because I'm such a bad liar, Caitlin. Like I can't lie. That's a great quality. I am the exact same way. I actually, the, the reason I was so excited to stand behind Schmitz is because it literally got me through Dancing with the Stars. I have been using it for two years. I was like, yes, sign me up. I believe in this. Well, I think I'm now like going to be a firm believer in it. And I mean, you guys can't see this because it's just going to be an audio, but I'm smelling it now in this one, um, coconut and pineapple. Oh. <laughs> and when I was, when I got, like got them, I was like, ooh, cool. Like so many varieties. I wonder if they'll actually smell good. And then today on my run, I was like going and it's a hot day in Toronto. So obviously I'm getting sweaty because that's what happens. And I like took a little whiff and I was like, it legit smells like pina coladas are just coming out of me. And I was like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I love the smells. I there's honestly, I have so many favorites. The lavender one is one of my favorites just because it smells like a spa, but that one you have in your hand, it reminds me of when you land in Hawaii and you just smell that smell and you're like, ah, like that. It's so crazy how smells to me make me nostalgic or like feel something. So I love, I love the smell of all of their products. Yeah. Big fan, big fan. Where would you want to go travel to? Like when we, when we're allowed, you know, and you don't uh, need to quarantine for two weeks and do all the things. Hawaii. It would be uh, Hawaii's <laughs> like my happy place. I love it so much. Everybody there is just so pleasant and happy and living this Island life and the smells and just the food. And I don't know everything about Hawaii. I just love. I can't wait. I can't wait to travel again, but in the meantime, yeah. we're just going to do our parts. You know, if you yeah. can work, if you can do your thing, by all means go for it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you just because like health and mental health and physical fitness is such a big part of your life. And it has been for so long. Like how old were you when you were a dance taught? Like, Oh, I'm picturing three? like a cute little, <laughs> like, I'm literally picturing like a mini version of you just like yeah. bumping around. I, I was three. You know, what's so weird though, is I was so shy. I was such a shy kid, which I've obvious I'm like the least shy person in the world now. Um, but yeah, three years old, my mom was a professional ballerina. So I started young. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Why did your mom think of you on the show? I think I made her dreams come true. Like I swear she was like sobbing and laughing and crying. And like, she rewatched every dance that I did like a million times. And I remember growing up, she would, cause she was a, uh, a judge for dance competitions. She was a professional ballerina. I always wanted her feedback, but sometimes I'd be like, just tell me I did a good job. <laughs> and so this time I was always like, oh gosh, is she going to tell me to point my toes? But she, every time she was just crying, she's like, I can't think of anything. You did it. You did so great. <laughs> Proud mom moment yeah, for sure. So um, cute. You know, but now that everything's kind of a little different, like in the city, in Toronto here, everything, there's like, there's no gyms, like everything is still shut down. Like, what is your kind of fitness routine look like right now? Like, do you have any tips for those of us who are still in lockdown on how we can make it a priority or kind of dig deep and find that motivation to move our bodies and and do all the things that are good for our self care? I mean, I don't know if anyone else is like me, but I like working out in the comfort of my own home. Like that to me sounds appealing. Um, So I feel like just 
I mean, it depends on what you like to do. I am, I'm everything. I love lifting weights. It's become a new passion of mine because I realized how strong it made me feel before I went on dancing. So like I'm anywhere from lifting weights to yoga, to Pilates, to like boxing. I just love, I just love all forms of exercise. So I think it's like doing some research. There's so many online classes now you can take to do fitness. Um, I would say just, you know, go get like order some dumbbells from target and you can just YouTube things these days on workouts. Um, but one of my favorite things actually to do for workout lately is jump rope. Yeah. That's hard. That's like hard. You, you, I, I don't know about you, but like I'm the few times I've done it, maybe it's, this is why I don't do it. And I need to like show up and just really try is I need to hurting myself, like getting these huge red marks on my back. But I feel like if I can push past that, it's like a very quick and (laughs) efficient burn. I would try to not whip yourself with it. That's, that's a good place to start. (laughs) Go, 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 go. go. Um, Got it. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I just find, you know, what Artem used to make me do um, on dancing was because it was just so challenging. Like I would be so out of breath to the point where I was almost going to vomit certain times because I was like, I can't do it again. And he'd be like, well, we're doing it again. And one time we did a dance, like I'm not kidding 20 times in a row. Uh, and he said, go home and jump rope to the song and don't stop and just jump rope the whole song. And that really helped me. It actually just like builds your stamina. And, um, I just, for some reason, it's something mindless I can do. I'll like listen to a podcast or listen to music and just jump rope. And I'm not saying doing it for do it for half an hour. Like I'm like proud of myself if I do it for two and a half minutes. I'm like, Whoo, and then take a break and go do something else. But if you just get a quick jump rope, I don't know. It's something I really enjoy doing. Yeah, I think that's a great thing for like as a midday pick me up. You know how sometimes yeah. we get, I know for me, like I, I get so sleepy like in the afternoon I'm like what is happening I'm like a child I'm like oh just gosh. put me to bed give me a little nap and that's yeah. when sometimes I'll be like okay maybe like a quick movement maybe I'll go outside for a walk do some jumping jacks a walk. Just, like a skip rope session yeah. would be great you know yeah yeah I'm telling you even people one of my um one of my really good childhood friends she all she started doing for her health was just take walks every day and it not only changed her like how she felt about herself and and better, like physically stronger, just Mm -hmm. from walking. She also mentally felt so much better just from getting out and doing walks every day, which is so important. Yeah. I think going for walks is amazing. It's a great time to listen to podcasts too, which by the way, congrats on everything that you're like so many great guests. Um, so so many topics. What do you love most about that world? And like, do you have, I don't even know if this is a fair question to ask, but like, is there like a highlight or like, what do you love most about that space? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have so many things I love about it. First of all, when lately do we just sit down and have a a like intimate conversation where we're in the moment, not looking at our phones, podcasting forces you to not have any distractions and to be really present with somebody and have a great conversation. Um, That's something I really love because I just have always been an in the moment kind of person. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. Sometimes it's like the best (laughs) thing I've ever done. Like, it's just so important to me. And I find that podcasting allows you to do that. Uh, and then another thing is I always used to love just doing in-person podcasts. I wanted to be face-to-face. I liked that energy between two people. I liked having a glass of wine with somebody. And now I've realized that actually zoom has opened up my world to so many different conversations that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So, so many, like there's so many conversations I've had now just from being forced to stay at home over zoom where I'm like, Oh my gosh, they don't live in my city and I can still have this great conversation with them. Um, so it's just cool to have different kinds of conversations with so many different people around the world. Yeah. 
And has the podcast, like when you look at where you started and where you're going, have the conversations shifted at all? And like, what are you loving right now that maybe you hadn't discovered yet at the beginning of your journey with that, with podcasting? You know, I always will, and I will forever incorporate um, humor into my podcasts, little drinking, some embarrassing moments, but I think the <laughs> conversations have gotten like, sometimes I'll have people on that have maybe a little deeper of a mm-hmm. conversation. Um I think it's starting to talk about certain like racial injustice and things that are going on, especially, you know, being a part of the bachelor nation right now and having to have those kinds of tough conversations has um, been really important to me and something that in a way I feel like my podcast has evolved. Yeah. Which is, and I think it's, it's important to be able to have the embarrassing moments, the casual humor, having glasses of wine, but it's also important to talk about important stuff and to talk about what's happening in the world, especially You know, if you have a a platform, whether you have a platform of 100,000 or a million or 10 people, like you have a platform. And as such, it comes with a little bit of responsibility to talk about, of course, things that excite you and entertain you, but things that hit you in your heart and things that either make your soul scream in delight or kind of make it feel a little bit fearful and afraid. So I, I think it's really awesome that you and your podcast have gone into those directions, because we need to have difficult conversations. I think for me, if I look back this last year, I'm like, wow, there's been a lot of growth, there still will be a lot of growth that I personally have to undertake, but I'm open to it, you know? Yeah, and you'll always, you'll always have room to grow. There's just, that's that's kind of the beauty of it is that you don't ever arrive and be like, okay, (laughs) that's it out now. That's (laughs) it. Like, that would be boring. We all have to grow and learn and, and evolve as people. And and that's, it's sometimes it's challenging and sometimes it's really fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think challenging and really fun. It's like the two, it always comes back to the two extremes, Caitlin, just really <laughs> challenging and really fun. You know, I mean, the crying <laughs> in the corner, having a ball. <laughs> yep. That is, that is a, that's what I like to call balance. <laughs> it's, it's maybe like a little heavy on the teeter totter, but it's still balanced. I mean, Hey, at one point when you're on the teeter totter, when you do kind of go to the other extreme, there is that point where technically, if you took a snapshot, you'd be balanced. Yep. Thank you for saying that. You're so yeah. right. <laughs> I got you. I got your back. Um, I couldn't end this without quickly touching on wine because I, I love yeah. wine. I, yeah. I like to live a healthy life, but I really believe in the 80-20 rule. You know, be good to yourself most of yeah. the time. And if, you know, you want to have a treat night or a girl's night or whatever, you do yeah. you. Like, you deserve it. And wine is definitely something that I love. I love me a yeah. good red wine. For you, like, what made you want to go into that world? And and how fun has it been to build Spade and Sparrows? Oh, my gosh. It's it's one of the most fun. Like, I've, I've obviously done so many things that I'm proud of. This one, to me, was a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Uh, but so rewarding and so fun because I am so passionate about wine. I grew up, uh, grew up. No, I was like 18 when in Alberta, <laughs> that's the legal, you know, drinking age. And I remember yeah. seeing my mom have a glass of wine with dinner and I was like, oh, that's so chic. Like I want to do that. And then once I got into the restaurant industry, when I was around 20, I started, you know, learning a lot about wines and where they come from. And it, like, there's just such history and stories behind wine. And I started mm-hmm. really loving the storytelling and the process behind it. And I worked in the in- industry for about 10 years where I ended up teaching people about wine and learning from some of the best sommeliers in Canada. And it was so interesting to me and I loved it. And so when I went on the show and came off, everybody knew I loved wine. That was like, it's like an <laughs> accessory at that point in my hand. I just always had it. <laughs> And so when I came out the show and I had created this podcast around having a glass of wine or it's called off the vine, 
I started to really look at the industry and it was so male dominated mm-hmm. and there was so many like even sayings about how you market to men and women will follow. And I was like, ew, ew, I don't like that at all. You should yeah. see the look on my face, my friend. Uh, yeah, it's, it is, it's just disgusting. So I was like, well, I'm going to switch that up. And so uh, also when I went to wine stores, nothing was really speaking to me. And I think everybody knows that label is what you really look at before you buy a wine, like price and label. And so I wanted to create something that just like really stood out on the shelves. Also something that was not like something that's not cheap, but something that's inexpensive and still like people can afford, but also be delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, and just all those things combined was really the perfect recipe for me to start a wine label and feel like proud and, and knowledgeable about it. I'm, I'm no sommelier. I never will be. And I'm not like a wine snob by any means. I just think it should be fun. And that's what I wanted to make it about. From wine to scrunchies, to killing it on the dance floor, to advocating for natural deodorant, to being a dog mom. You've already done so much. What's next for you? Oh man. Well, I mean, I think it's out there that I am going to be a part of the next season of The Bachelorette. So that is what's next right now. I mean, that I'm just... The, the franchise is really starting to take a turn in the right direction. And I'm proud to be a part of it during this mm-hmm. time. And uh, so that'll be really fun. And then always just expanding the businesses and, and having fun with what I'm doing. I mean, if COVID w- is going to be gone, like maybe Jason and I can start talking about next steps in our relationship. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but there's just, yeah, I don't know. It's so it's, it's fun to think of where I was five years ago compared to where Mm -hmm. I am now. And to think of where I'll be five years from now, it just, I feel hopeful and excited and, and thank you for having me and talking about natural deodorant because it is something actually, it's funny because I did talk about it on my podcast. It was such a topic of conversation for me to talk about the switch to natural deodorant, because like you said, like you have that fear of switching over, but you also have the fear of body odor. And I just think like being in quarantine is such a perfect time to make that switch being home, you know, make that switch. And I just have all the confidence in the world that people won't go back. It's affordable. It's the number one brand in Canada. It's just, there's so many things that prove Mm -hmm. that it's, it's something you can feel confident in. Yeah. The affordable thing too. I wanted, I like really just want to celebrate because um, sometimes going natural or going cruelty free or going vegan or whatever, sometimes that means a a higher price point, but this one I was actually really impressed with. And like, for everyone listening, you guys know, I will tell you, honestly, so far, absolutely loving it. I did the run test. I smell like a pina colada. It's making me feel like I'm on holiday. <laughs> yes. um, I'm just imagining Caitlin and I actually having a pina colada. Um, mm. Thank you so much. Thank you for being like partnering with a cool brand to talk about something like this, especially, I mean, I'm a stats person too. So 94% okay. of women say their body scent is important. Well, then 94% of you should get excited about this. And nine out of 10 women recommend it. That's, I mean, there's so many points and facts I could tell you where you're like, okay, stop. (laughs) Just shut up. Shut up. We get it. You guys like smelling good. Okay, fine. Um, Caitlin, thank you so much. Congrats on everything. Um, Thank you. Keep the cute dog post coming. I'm a big fan. Oh, I always will. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, that was fun. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Today's, of course, was brought to you by Schmitz. Really natural, really works. 
and I tested it. I went for a run. I got super sweaty. I put my nose in my armpit and it still smelled fantastic like pina coladas like I mentioned. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wilde. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment. And of course, follow us on Instagram at healthiesthot. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week.